Hello, welcome back to Sassy with Mickey and Kev. Today we are doing the episode on adult friendships, how to make friends, how to maintain friendships, and the whole shebang. We are more comfortable today. Do you feel that way? For the fourth week in a row, our entire podcast setup has shifted, and we've actually shifted our modular couch to make it more like a bed. We have six total pieces, and we originally had them in like an L shape, and now it's more so like a... Yeah, I shape. I shape, like a thick I though. We're more cozy because it's gotten colder. Yes. Our budget is still the same though, so yes. please support and like and share so we can increase the budget. Yes, it would mean a lot to us if you would actually go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or YouTube, wherever you're on, if you would leave us a thumbs up or a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously and is zero dollars to you and also takes all of 0.2 seconds to complete. It would mean a lot to Kevin and I. But yeah, anyways, today we're jumping into friends. Who do you think has more friends, me or you? What kind of friends? Like real friends. You can have more friends. I We are each other's only friends. Agreed. I think we are each other's best friends. Would you say that's true? Yes. I have to check to make sure all the things are working <laughs> because we have so much PTSD for Agreed. things not working. I think, funnily enough, the reason that this conversation came up was because now that we are engaged, we were thinking a little bit about how many bridesmaids slash groomsmen we would want. And turns is, that, is that the only reason you care, you were counting your friends? I mean, I don't normally count them on a regular basis, but because of that, we actually found out that Kevin has more close friends than I do because I was like, okay, I have like all of like three-ish and you have a lot more. Yeah, but you like talk to your friends like every week. I like, True. I think friends are different. I just, I just some, I need to be better, but I don't like talk to them for a while. Yeah, but anyways, I thought we would all take a lesson out of Kevin's friendship book because clearly he's doing something right. <laughs> Personally, we both feel it's pretty difficult to make new friends as an adult. And so we would like to share some of the tips and tricks that we have used over the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic and moving to a new place. For those who might not have the context, Kevin and I moved to Seattle back in 2020. And this is when Kevin first started residency. And so we both moved from California to Seattle. It was simultaneously when the pandemic was going on. And so I feel like for a long time, we did not have community where we live now. But now I think can't say we're in a great place but we're in a better place also disclaimer i feel like the more you're in school the more friends you can have because when you're in school you're stuck with people forever yeah it's harder or i have like three sets of friends from like high school college and residency while right. you have i have just like i have two big pools of friends i would say okay so without further ado let's jump into it tip number where, what where are you getting these tips from I did some research wow. to compile, like, I didn't want it to just be us saying mumble jumbo. Like, I want people to be, get value from this episode. Wow. Research. Yeah. High value research. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Anyways, tip number one, okay, is to show up where you want to be seen. So as an introvert, honestly, this was news to me that in order to make friends, you have to leave your house. You can have, we can make friends on like people in make friends. Yeah, like people online make friends. No, like it requires you to leave your house in order to meet new people generally. So leave um, your house is the first step. Where are you supposed to go? Like, if you think about the kind of friends you want to have, where would those people show up? I think that's a really important question to ask yourself. And ask yourself, what are the activities that you can do regularly to interact with these people? Because I think a lot of us are relatively close with people at work, for example. And why do you become close with people at work? It's because... You are forced to be with them. Yes. You have to see them for, let's say, 40 hours a week, right? And so you are naturally bonding. Even if you wouldn't have been the best of friends, you bond through the same trauma that you go through together but what if you're just like so tired of seeing them before is that not the case it's more of like a trauma bonding than anything else do you want to see them outside of work yeah i see my co-workers outside of work do you yeah yeah you I do have too. nobody else i think it's nice to be able to like you have something mutual that you can get along about right so whether you like to run or you like to rock climb or you like to play board games like show up in the places for something that you are interested in. And I know it's super intimidating to go somewhere by yourself. So maybe bring a friend if you have one. Bring a significant other. If what you if have you're starting one. from nowhere? You have no friends. Then you then have just to go show out. up. Like, sure. just have the courage to show up. I think in general, people are so much nicer than we assume they are in our heads, right? But I mean, personally, something that I really want to do is to join a run club because I love to run and I normally run alone. Uh, except when Kevin joins me for half marathon training. But I, I've been terrified because one, I'm like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I run too slow? Two, I'm like, I don't know anybody and nobody wants to go with me. So I'm terrified to go for that first time. Would you be okay if some, like you're at the gym, which you have, go to all the time. Mm -hmm. um, some random people just be like, hey, what's up? Want to work out together? Would that be okay? Like girls? Yeah, I would be so happy. Not guys, like a mm. buff man. Or is it better I if they're mean, buff or not buff? I mean, I don't discriminate. Like, I'm down to be friends with whoever as long as they're friendly, respectful, and not creepy. Well, the not creepy part. Let's talk about the not creepy part. It's like, it's very hard to not be creepy, I feel like. just no, I don't think that's I true. I think if you're good looking or whatever, just the way that you look, maybe they could have two different people with the exact same motives and movement <laughs> could be construed differently. They're like, oh my God, he followed me on Instagram. Oh my God, he's like not wearing a shirt or like he's not like, I don't know. What? No. I don't Creepy. know. I think a friendship is something really special though. Like you both have to f have to feel that connection, right? It's not a one-way street. So but you can't feel that connection if it's a, you think it's creepy. Like the first vibes is important. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. But creepiness is contingent on like the way you act. It's not the way you look necessarily. Have we ever run into a situation where somebody was, you know, more forthcoming mm -hmm. and came to us and we're like, hey, like, let's just start talking. And we hung out. Have we had a situation like that recently? I have. So one of my friends is actually my like she's like my actual dental hygienist. But I went 
for my appointment and she and I like really hit it off and we came How do you do that when you're having your teeth cleaned? Like you can't even say anything. You have like, to talk beforehand. Like, oh, how how's I hate it when they do that. They're like, like I really love her because we I think that was right before one of our Hawaii trips or something and I was mentioning, "Oh, like I'm going to go to Hawaii." And she was like, "Oh, I just got back from Hawaii." And based on that, we found out that we actually had like a lot of things in common. And mm-hmm. so she and I have, have like hung out outside of the dentist a couple of times and it's always a good time have you made any friends in seattle i have like in the wild our neighbor is very nice i made that friend i agree i feel like would you feel skeptical actually you did make friends with our neighbor the other neighbor yeah you made friends with him yeah he saved your box thing he did so we initially for the whole first year that we moved here we were not friends with any of our neighbors, which was a little bit out of the ordinary because where I grew up in California in South Bay, it's like the burbs. And so we all live in single family homes in the little court and we all would say hello to each other. We would also give each other like Christmas presents and like write cards and things. And so like it was always very normal to me to say hi to neighbors. I remember when we first moved to Seattle and when we would say hi to one time i accidentally like scared our direct neighbor like the the literally the person next to us oh yes because i said hello and it shocked him so much that he was like oh and i don't even think he said hello back he was like i probably i probably do that and then like when we see our neighbors like they will like scurry into their homes we kind of do that too i feel like we do that too we do But it's because I think everyone else does it. So I feel like it's normal to do that. But so then about a year in, I would say, we did become friends with two of our neighbors. All because of dogs. So maybe we should get a dog. Yeah. So they both have doggies and they both get along with Lucky. Hence why we're friends. But the neighbor that Kevin initially became friends with, the reason that we kind of like became friends was because a homeless person, I think, stole a bunch of our packages and he saw him stealing our package. So he went and chased them down. And I think he stole his dog food or his cat food and our package, which it was a package from Chanel. But it was just the box. But it was just the box because when we had gone to the store to buy the thing, they, they didn't ran. have the box. So they were like, OK, we'll ship it to you. <laughs> So it was an empty box, but he chased down the man and got us the box. And then that's how we became friends. Yeah, we should probably get him something for this Christmas. Yeah, I was going to bake him cookies or something. Not that I'm the best chef, so I was going to just put him, put together like a Christmas basket or something for him. Okay, let's remind ourselves to do that. He also recently got the cutest puppy ever. So that's been really fun. It's nice. I like the gossip, neighbor gossip. Yeah, Kevin's the neighborhood Karen. I'm not. You're the neighborhood Kevin. That's like, I'm. My name is Kevin. You're like the male. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, Karen, but like nice. A nice male Karen. What if your hobby is like hanging out at home? That is my hobby, which is why I feel like it's so difficult to make friends. But it is possible to find friends who stay at home and do nothing with you. Because we have found friends who do that with us now. But in order for that to have happened, we did have to leave the house to get to that point. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, number two. It's called the pie method. 
like a PIE or PI? PIE. So when you meet someone, you want to exude pie. It's called positivity, interest in others, and enthusiasm. Oh my God. This reminds me of like medical school when you like have these acronyms. You have to learn how to like interact with patients. Yeah. It's what's like, the acronym for the, the cranial nerves? Can you tell us? I don't use an acronym. I just know them. Is there an acronym? Oh, you just know them? It's, it's ooh, 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 to touch. Like, you've never ooh, heard of that? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, 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 whatever. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh I, I don't know if ooh is a U or an O. It's, let me look uh, this up. Cranial nerve acronym. I, I mean, I it's three the O's. Nerves, but I it's don't like, remember the acronym anymore. I'm not talking about the acronyms for, like, remembering things. I'm talking about, like, ISBAR. Or like the the things where you're like, hey, I know you, I, like, I address oh, your concerns, like, yes, and yes, then yes, I'm yes. sorry. Like the ones where you learn yeah. how to like the feely stuff, the feely stuff, and, and using the like, I statements. What's, what's I can't. The... You shouldn't be like I can't imagine how it feels to be you, but it's it's more like I wish I could understand. I could fix like all all of these statements. You have to just remember. Wait, I'm really trying to. What is it called? Why can we not remember? It's like three letters. I'm talking about the one where it's like. I feel when you, like the conflict resolution. Oh, is this good for relationships too? I'm sure one of you guys knows it. So if you will leave we will it in maybe, the comments. We will maybe do some more know. research and that will be the topic of our <laughs> next episode on how to address difficult situations. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. So, so, pie. Anyways, here's how to get anybody to like you. Okay, here's the life hack compliment them nobody doesn't like to hear this is so i hate i'm so bad with compliments it can be something as simple as something that they're wearing like their physical appearance it like, just doesn't hey. feel genuine no i love it when somebody's like hey oh my gosh i love your sweater so but much what if there's or, nothing to love or like for example sometimes like you'll see their socks and maybe there's like a basketball on their socks and be like oh my gosh like do you love basketball tell me more about that or compliment them and then ask them something genuinely about that compliment I feel like that works for like people who you don't want to like super get to know, but they're good for like you just like small talk. You have to small talk in order to get to the deep talk. I guess so. I feel like my small small talk is pretty good. I just know a lot of stuff about like random things. Agreed. Your small talk on a my scale of one to ten, I would say like is eight. eight. And I would say my big my talk is my like three out of ten though. Yeah, but my small talk is maybe a three. And your big talk's pretty good. Yeah, maybe my like big eight. talk is probably an eight. But you get like but you get bored. You yeah, get bored. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really obvious when I'm not interested. Yeah, it's very easy for you. It's hard for you to get to the big talk. Yeah, because I'm not interested. But so, see, but see, you're supposed to follow pie, okay? Okay, okay, let's try interest it. Interest in I, others. That's why I'm failing at making friends. Number you have two, no interest, interest in others. I feel the need to defend myself, okay? It's very difficult for me to have conversations with others when there's nothing in common. And I know people are out there are going to be like, you can find something in common with everybody. But genuinely, controversial take, but the average hobbies of the Pacific Northwesterner are not things that I, number one, am interested in, or two, getting, are good at, or three, know anything about You're it. getting into it. Yes, but I have gotten into it, which is why I think I've been making And more you're friends. learning more about like football and like things from your patients, right? You or, like from, from Taylor Swift? That also too. Yes. I do love to talk about football with my patients because oh my they're gosh. all big. You said something fans. like today, yesterday that blew my mind, something about football. You're like... Oh, was it about the bye week? Oh, yes, yes. Taylor Swift is out here changing my life because like two months ago, I had no idea about anything about football. But now I'm like, oh, bye week. I knew that that was, that was happening this week. What is the bye week though? Please explain. They get a week off from their training. Um, of their training? And games and stuff. 
right? Yeah, so there's 18 weeks during this regular season NFL. Okay. But they only play 17, the teams only play 17 games. Okay. So one of those weeks is like their off week. Right, but I knew two months ago because all these TikToks were saying that Travis Kelsey was going to have a bye week this week and it coincidentally lines up with Taylor Swift being in Argentina. So we were, you know, thinking that maybe he would show up there. And then she goes and she changes the lyrics of Karma and says, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Like, what's the original lyric? That is my Roman Empire. Like, I wake up and I think what about do, that. Why is it the Roman? What is the, what is the meaning of the Roman Empire? The Roman Empire is something that you just think about all the time. Like, you just wake up and you think about it. Do you know I, what I'm saying? So it's like my food. <sighs> yes. Kevin's Roman Empire is his food. Anyway. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So interest in others, I think the biggest lesson I have learned about this is even if you do not necessarily know personally about the topic, being willing to listen to other people talk about the things that interest them speaks more about you than it does about them. It makes you incredibly likable when you're willing to let others speak about themselves instead of speaking about yourself. Yeah, I think it's hard to be a good listener. It's much easier to be a... Good talker. Yeah. And then finally, you want to show enthusiasm. I think enthusiasm is really important. But you, I don't think you should fake it, though. Like, you have to... Like, if you want to make a friend who's actually someone you want to hang out with, you yeah. can't just, like, do these methods and hope for that one person sticks and then you have, you're forced to be with someone who you don't necessarily... No, but I think, like, reflecting on your attitude about the situation is really important because I think sometimes as we're trying to make new friends, we kind of assume it doesn't work out in fear of rejection. And so that may prevent you from being your best, most authentic self. Like, I would say I'm more of a fun person with people I'm close with, right? So how can I exude more of, not a fake version of me, but more, like, the best version of me when I'm, like, close to somebody? Like, how can I channel that when I'm with others that I don't know as well? How do you pick someone to try to... This seems like a lot of uh, effort, right? Mm -hmm. How do you pick someone that you think is worth the effort of becoming friends with? Well, I think for me, I always assume, and it's true, that there's something to learn from everybody, right? And is this someone that you admire, that you feel like you foresee, so like a mutual benefit? do you need to do like beneficial? prior research like before them about the person or do you Not just vibes? Vibes. I think it's a combination of everything, but I think you have to give yourself a chance and you have to give everybody else a chance as well. Yeah, well, I guess it's, I think it's harder for couples, right? Because there's so many more dynamics. Like, I think it's easier if you're like by yourself and try to make a friend. But if you're if we're like out as a couple together, it makes it harder for us to find good candidates of friendships. Because if we were together and we find one other like one person to be friends with, then it's like. Right. No, but what you're talking about is different. We're just talking about making friends as an individual. When you get into couple dynamics, then it's like you all, every single intersection between the two couples all have to be perfect. And it's almost impossible because we have a friendship where, so they're a couple and we're a couple. And I would say all of the links are there except for one of them. We're missing one link in it. How many links are there? There's only... There's six total. There's like four. Six. Well, the couple relationship should be good. Okay, fine. So there's four 
in between the two couples, right? If you put people in a grid, like a mm-hmm. square, right? Mm-hmm. It's the cross, it's the lines. Like if you have one, two, three, four people, right? Yeah. It's the cross, the two relationships, yeah. and then the X. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, sometimes I think the cross is sometimes the most difficult, like between you and like if the person is of the opposite sex. That intersection sometimes is a little tougher because I, I feel like it can feel a little bit more awkward. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. In general, like you have a, a bunch of female f- friends who are in relationships and right. you guys are close and maybe the dudes were just kind of like... Yeah, that's a thing. I think it's the dudes who like sometimes don't always hit it off. Well, that's because I think as guys, we have more like... But that's the thing. You're like okay with each other, but you don't like love each other. But I think that's just in guy- what guys are in general. That's just, not like- true because we have friends who are also in a couple who you love, both of them, dearly. So it's possible. But then same thing, like you have friends who like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah you're don't. cool. But like without my, my you single, there, I would single, never probably ever hang out with the My single friends or my no, in a relationship friends? It has nothing to do with singleness or relationshipness. Okay. It's just like, I would probably never cross paths with this with person. With any of them? You. With any of my friends? No. Some of your friends I could see myself being friends with. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. So yes, employ the pie method when in doubt. Oh, we're not going to do a scenario. I will be someone who I'm, let's say I'm working oh, out. Oh, no, no. You should be the person employing the pie I method. I don't want to use the pie <laughs> method. You should show me pie method. Okay, fine. Let's say I am, uh, where do you, where do you want the location to be? Chinese school. Let's say we're at Ikea because we went to Ikea today and you're looking at some cabinets. Chairs. Let's me look at chairs. Chairs. Why no, are you? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm already nervous. Why would you want to approach me buying a chair? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> could you recommend a chair for me? I would actually probably try to find something on your physical appearance that I could comment on. <laughs> but it's hard for you to f- figure that out right now. Yeah, I would probably be like, You look very fit. You don't need a chair. Okay, let's. Okay, I would be like, Oh my gosh, is that the new iPhone that you're holding? No. <laughs> Can you play along, please? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about getting it. Don't get it. You don't it's like not, it? No, it's the same as the one before. Really? Yes. Do you regret your decision? No, I got it for free from work. Oh, where do you work? Microsoft. Oh, that's cool. How long have you been working there? Oh, I just moved here to Seattle for last year. No way, me too. Really? Yeah, I hate I'm this from place. California. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Texas. Oh, what brought you to Seattle? Is it work? Yes. So do you like it here? I haven't really hung out much. I just, I'm still buying the furniture I need from my new house that I bought here. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah. We recently also bought a home. Yeah, it's very... The interest rates are so high. Yeah, the market is crazy right now. What part of town do you live in? Oh, I live in Bellevue. Oh, that's really nice. That's where all the good Asian food is. Yeah. How is this friendship stuff different than like trying to talk about... Like, like let's say you're going on a blind date on like... It's the same concept. You just okay. have to get the other person to like you, right? So then I would probably be like, oh my gosh, I get Dintai Fung every week. Like, let's say we had a full-on conversation and be like, would you want to get Dintai Fung sometime? Like, we should exchange numbers. Wow. So smooth. It, it works because you're a girl too, maybe, and you're, you're so friendly. Thank you. What if I did it to you at Ikea? I guess I could yeah, like, do you, need, do you need help? Are you grabbing anything large? Oh, and I could, yeah. I could like um, help pack the stuff i don't know what i'm trying you mean to say. help me assemble my furniture yes and bring it to your house yeah, that's, well, that's so kind of creepy see what if you're creepy don't say it like that okay. don't say it like that just be like let me know if you need any help building your ikea furniture yeah and number three take action 
be the one to take the initiative. I think so much of life, we're waiting for something to happen to us. But instead of sitting in the backseat and just waiting, take the initiative. Like if there's somebody who you want to be friends with, go out there and talk to them. And go out there and be friends with them. So there are two research back things related to making new friends that I really want to share with you guys. So number one is the misconception that friendship happens organically. Research shows that people who think friendships happen organically based on luck are actually way lonelier. You have to try and put yourself out there. Okay. I think that's true a lot more for adult friendships than when you're little kid friendships, yeah. right? Like when you're a kid, you like go to school, you have people you have to hang with the whole day, right? And you yeah. end up just like bick not bickering, but interacting with them. And then you just become friends, right? Or your yeah. parents push you to go to somewhere or like you just end up doing the same after school activities together. Yeah. When you're an adult, you can just choose this. Like, like you said, don't nothing happens, right? Like go to work, you go do your thing and then you come back home and there's nobody at home waiting for you other than yourself right? yeah so i think you have to like be willing to take the leap and take the risk number two is actually the idea that you should always assume that somebody likes you when you're making a new friend um, according to the risk regulation theory we decide how much to invest in a relationship based on how likely we think we are to get rejected so it's actually a fear of rejection that is holding a lot of us back from making new friends well, the, you should always the assumption is that you should just always try and stop assuming that people don't like you when they never said anything about not liking you well here's here's the juicy question we are in our mid to late 20s mm -hmm. of the people in our let's assume that we like to make friends with roughly plus minus five ten years of our okay. year how many of the people would want new friends what do you think do you think most people would want new friends i think as you get older your circles get tighter but there is always room for the right people. Is there ideal number of friends that you want to strive for? I genuinely think three to five close friends. Like, And when I say close friends, I mean ride or die friends. Like if they got hit by a truck, you would go and see them in the hospital no matter where they are. Like, Why is it always this scenario of getting hit by a truck? Why is it not like I'm getting married or something? Like that? Because that's different. It's easy to celebrate people when they're super high or mm. like you need somebody who celebrates you at best and at worst. So they need to show up for me when things like or if I was accepting an award for something like who would come and show up or who would I show up for? That's really important. Like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I genuinely think if you have three to five, you're already in a better position than most people. Well, there is this theory. Oh, I'm doing stuff. I'm pulling stuff out of my butt without any research. There is a theory called the monkey sphere. The monkey sphere or the Dunbar number is the suggested num cognitive limit to the number of people whom one can maintain stable social relationships with, in which an individual knows who each person is and how each person relates to each other person. Usually the number is about 150. So the number of people that you know and you hang out with and that you like. I have like three. No, but like people like your parents count towards this list. Like people that like, let's say that like. I certainly don't have 150. Like what's the max? I think like on Facebook, how many friends do you have? I had 2000 and now I have. Well, I mean, I don't use Facebook. That's but not like, it. let's say how many people do you keep track of? Honestly, probably more than 150, right? No, like 10 keep track of I don't well, how many stories of people do you watch do you think it's around 150 is that when you tire out or you think it's more or less you think it's way less i think it's less like if you only got updates about 10 people in your in your world would your world change on a day-to-day -day basis why are they not updating me well because that's the number like this is the, th the theory that 
you that that's the maximum cognitive load of people that you can maybe fully... like yeah maybe for someone maybe i just don't have the capacity like i think maybe 50 of people who i like including like parasocial relationships no like these are mutual relate not one-sided relationships then maybe even less because 50 would be including the people who i like admire and follow and keep in touch with like taylor swift yeah <laughs> no that doesn't count you're not hey. besties with her Okay, but I follow and I keep track of everything she does. I would say less than 50 then. What about you? Okay. I think 150 is probably... About right, right. for you? Yeah. No, but I think You don't there's... keep up with anyone, babe. I know. I guess maybe like two. About? It's just you and the lucky. I think there is there room for more people? Maybe. There's always room for the right people. Does that ruin your relationship with other people? Like, does it... Like, let's say you make a new best, like, a good friend. I know that people say that one thing does not directly affect the other. But the truth is that we all have, like, a capacity. Yeah. Right? You're, like, a cup the... and, like, there's only so much in that cup. And so, does making a new friendship take away from another friendship not directly but indirectly yes because you may be spending more time with that person like perhaps they're geographically closer to you or you have more opportunity to see each other like, or you confide and you have your conversations about things with yeah. somebody else and it doesn't other. take away from the quality necessarily of the other friendships that you have but your allocation of time may look different but i don't think the list is closed ever there's always room for the right people in fact our closest friends now, we did not meet until two, three years ago. And our lives would look very different if we didn't know them. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's an interesting theory to talk about. Is there yeah. always room for more people? Okay, I also want to talk about this idea called the liking gap. The idea that when strangers interact, they're more liked by the other person than they assume. So stop assuming that people don't like you unless they actually say something or they show you signs that they don't like you. Don't overthink it because I always overthink it. So if it. people are still talking to you, even though you sound like a little bit dumb, it's okay. Why are you sounding dumb? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any such thing as a dumb... Like, you should just be yourself and be authentic. <laughs> Myself being authentic, I just go home and sleep. <laughs> just go home and sleep. Yes. Do you assume that people don't like you? No. Do you overthink interactions? You overthink way more than I do. Do I overthink new friendships, though? Not really. You overthink old friendships. Agreed. I overthink because I really care about how the way I act might make someone else feel. I feel like once you're friends, then like you're okay. Like, you know, if you do something- You're the opposite, yeah. But it's hard to get to me to be friends with you, I think. Oh, I, you're difficult to be friends with? Is I agree. I'm very hard to make- You're uh, very exclusive. Exclusive, yes. No? I feel like you're pretty easy to be friends with. I am, but, but you have to like- Everyone thinks they're your friend. You're one of those people where everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Kevin. I am very nice to everybody. Yeah, but I'm just saying you're one but of those I, people. But, I'm, but, but, but here's I'm the thing. Really they, are, at, they think they are friends to you, but do you consider yeah, them yeah, friends? Yeah, I'm just very bad at like <laughs> making... I, I need to be better about going about and ask... Like You're much better at like updating people or like... But I'm just a girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, oh, if something comes up and reminds me of them, I'll just text them for no reason. So do you think there are people who consider you to be their friend that you would not consider to be your friend? I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty clear with my boundaries oh wow this next part we're going to talk a little about how to maintain friendships because it's easy to make a friend or maybe it's not that easy to make a friend but once you make a friend really that's when the hard part begins to maintain this friendship so i would say the biggest thing to learn about a person 
in order to best serve them and for them to best serve you and have a great, happy friendship is to learn about the personality and their love language. When I say personality, you guys know I've talked about this a million times. The Enneagram, Enneagram. Oh the, my God, please. I'm so obsessed with the Enneagram because again, it is a personality test from you get assigned type one to type nine. There are different wings. Uh, well, I won't get too deep into it, but basically- Watch the other podcast episode with Madeline. Yeah, but basically the Enneagram, instead of focusing on your behaviors, which change all the time, they focus on the reason for those behaviors. So your Enneagram type does not change in your life the way that like an MBTI often changes as you go through phases of life. So I really, really like that about it. The other amazing thing is that you can go to the Enneagraminstitute.com and you can literally analyze like type three and type eight, uh, type two and type four. And it will tell you the tough spots in that friendship, relationship, things to look out for, challenges, and then also your greatest strengths. I love to look at this because I feel like I am not always the best at reading people and reading the analysis itself helps me really figure out how I can be a good friend to the other person. Or let's say if we get into an argument or a dispute, reading that helps me understand where that person is coming from. Because maybe I think it's like malicious intent, but actually that's just their innate personality. Like maybe they're just protecting themselves, like whatever it might be. And number two is the love language. Not like it's their love language, not how they give love. It's how they love to receive love, right? And so there are five different love languages, you know, includes things like words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, gifts. Let's say, for example, their love language is gifts. Then you want to make sure that when it's their birthday or when it's um, a holiday that you are showing them love in the way that they receive it. Because the worst thing you can do is love someone, but they don't feel loved. That was a lot of words. I agree. You're much better at making people feel happy than I am. I'm intentional about trying to be like a good friend actively. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, next thing about maintaining friendships, I think similarly to like a long distance relationship, if you are in long distance friendships, figure out when the next time you're going to see each other is so that you have something to look forward to. Yes. Especially for guys, I feel like, because you guys don't call each other the way that girls do. Like, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. I feel like you guys really need to physically hang out. Do you agree? Yes. I don't know. I think it's hard to have like real conversations without seeing them. And I think it's fine not to like tell each other about what's happened. Like Number three, I have respond and interact regularly. I think this Kevin is actually relatively decent at. And so even if it's on social media, I know everyone's like, yeah, social media doesn't matter, whatever. But like show that you care. Like if they post a story, like respond to it or give them a like, give them a heart. You think it doesn't matter, but it really does. Do you check who likes your stuff? Yeah, I check. Oh, I don't anymore because you get so many likes. What do you mean? You don't check my likes? I don't check my likes. I guess I don't really post anything. Yeah, what are you posting? I don't know, nothing. But it feels good when somebody cares. So again, pie method, show that you're interested. And then for me, so I always make it a point to address big holidays, birthdays, and events. I think you always assume that they have bigger, better things to be doing or that they have other people caring about them, whatever. But I can speak from personal experience. I really do not have that many people. Like my circles are very tight. And so every single happy birthday I receive, every single card, every single DoorDash order, like everything is so special to me. Even when we got engaged, like you would think we got like a million bajillion gifts and, you know, congratulatory messages. And we definitely got like 
a decent amount, but it was, it's still like a small pool and every single one meant so mm -hmm. much to me. Dude, what about the people who just post on your Facebook on your birthday? Happy birthday. Gone are those days, babe. No, I still have, feel like there's the same person, people who do that every year. You have that same two people who just yes. write on your wall. I think this is something that I have influenced you to do to give holiday gifts. I needed to be better about it still. I was shocked when I found out that you did not give your teachers gifts growing up. I gave some teachers gifts. Like for us, it was like every single major holiday. Like I would make sure that each of my teachers- That's different. They're not your friends. This is, that's kind of like bribery. No, it's not. It's just saying thank you and that you care. Teachers are so underpaid for all the work that they do. And it's not even about the monetary value of the gift. It's like the intention of like, I, when I was little, I would just, I didn't have any money. I would just make like cards and stuff. But it's the act of showing somebody that you spent the time to care about them. And if somebody's important to you, I think that's really important to do. Like yeah. at least a couple of times a year. It's hard to be intentional. It takes time. Yes, that's what intention means. Yes. Anyways, I hope that this episode was helpful and that you learned a thing or two. If you have any other tips for making friends as an adult or things that maybe you agreed with or disagreed with, we would love to see them in the comments or in the response box because we're always looking to learn as well. We hope you had a good one. We'll see you guys next week for another episode. Bye.